Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Jonathan Tucker. Uh, he's with Keithley Instruments, and uh, well, Keithley, as everyone or everyone should know, is a uh, solutions provider in the area of test, and uh, test is really becoming a complex space as if it wasn't already. Isn't that right, John? Welcome to the show. Well, good to talk to you again, Alex, and thanks for inviting me to your show. That's, that's absolutely correct. Um, you know, it's amazing the, the people I run into these days uh, who are not only just electrical engineers, but there's some people who are not electrical engineers, for example, who need to do electrical testing. You know, people like physicists, material scientists, uh, electrochemists, you know, people have really not been exposed to this instrumentation but want to make these measurements but have often found it very, very difficult, and they're always looking to us to find ways to, to help them get to the solution they're looking for and just making tests easier for them overall. Well, and that's the thing is that test isn't – no one's really trained nowadays to be a test engineer. Everyone, even, even the people who are trained engineers, quote, unquote, don't have, unless they specifically choose to go that direction, have too many formal te- uh, classes on how to put probes on properly, how to interpret results properly, how to set up tests properly. There's a lot of room for mistake there because there are a lot of moving parts, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's interesting you bring this up because I remember talking to a professor not too long ago who told me in his electronics classes that he doesn't have the time to teach how to use the instrumentation, he's got to focus in on the curriculum. So, you know, it's that much more difficult for, you know, the the students who eventually become engineers in industry or perhaps in in research labs, you know, to really understand good measurement science. And, you know, over the years, we've lost a lot of good test engineers, you know, through stations or even retirement. A lot of that carnal knowledge just didn't get taught to some of these younger engineers. So that still represents a problem that we have today. I agree completely. I agree completely, John. Now, um, broad strokes aside, what are some of the big drives? Like I know that uh, current is an issue, and obviously uh, portable remote devices. Now, are they, they may sound a little, you know, um, dissonant, but current High current is is important in portable devices, especially in areas when you're talking about burst current and such, right? Oh, abs- absolutely. Um, it's it's interesting you, you talk about this. I mean, I was just reading an article just recently uh, about it, there's more and more development going on in, in high power devices. You know, things like uh, silicon carbide, gallium nitride, IGBTs, and power MOSFETs, you know, and they're being used in applications like RF communications in the telecom industry, things like radar in the military. You know, there's just more and more of this high power activity, whether it be research and development or, or just you know, production of these devices that are taking place. I, I remember somebody telling me once, uh, in the telecommunications industry that the current is going up, but the voltage is going down, and they need you know good testing equipment uh, to support those particular applications. Uh, and it's not just in the power semiconductor materials. There's other areas like in, in uh, electrical generation, whether it be you know in solar panels or even in those lithium-ion batteries 
that we use every day in our, our computers. And even in the areas of lighting, I mean, uh, look at these new LED bulbs that you can buy at, you know, some of these uh, like a Home Depot kind of store that you can put in your homes now. You know, the current's going up in, even in the LEDs because they're getting brighter and brighter and brighter. In fact, I talked to some researchers involved in the development of LEDs, and, and one engineer told me that their ultimate dream would be to light up an entire stadium using brightness LEDs, and that's going to take a lot of current. Yeah, yeah, that is going to well, and 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 by definition, current-driven devices are going to take a lot of current. Um, but there are other issues as well, right? Speed, bandwidth. I mean, there are a lot of things that you have to really pay attention to nowadays when you're uh, testing. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm assuming when you're referring to bandwidth is like how much DC energy I can put into the device. Is that what you're thinking about here? Well, it, it, I apologize. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm um, what would you call it? Dynamic range, dynamic headroom. You know, what, what, ways to uh, how much how much can it handle? How can it handle it? How well can it handle it? Yeah, that's that's good. Um, you know, a lot of devices can certainly handle a lot of DC, but you have to remember when you're dealing with higher currents. Uh, typically, a lot of these devices become uh, susceptible to joule heating effects. It's it's basically I squared R power into these devices, and if you uh, put too much DC current, devices will guess what? They heat up and they could eventually burn up and melt. And that's kind of where pulse. Te- that's kind of where pulse testing really comes into play, where you can drive a, a very short pulse of current into the device that will still allow you to extract important parameters while maintaining uh, device performance. And by uh, applying these short bursts of, of pulse current, you're also minimizing, if not eliminating, the joule heating effects inside these devices that could cause some problems and, and really give, uh, let's say, the researcher or the engineer incorrect information to that particular device they might be working on. Right, right. Well, and and um, well, two things there I wanted to add is one is when we talk about people who aren't engineers who could be doing this, we also have to address that growing area of uh, what I call prosumer, like almost the maker revolution type stuff, where you have a person who might be a, uh, engin- a mechanical engineer and wants to make a That's new the- electromechanical device. That's exactly right. And that kind of goes to what I mentioned earlier about, you know, other people in other disciplines besides just electrical engineering, like myself, who's very used to an electrical test tool. Um, you know, they want to be able to use this equipment just as easily. So let me ask you a question, Alex. Do you own a tablet? <laughs> well, actually, I used to. Now I go with a phablet. I've got a five-inch cell phone. So, it's a, you know, you could almost call it a tablet. How about, a, how about a smartphone? You've got, you've got to have Yes, a, yeah, it's a, it's a Note 3, right. Smartphone. Well, you know, I'll tell you, those particular, I'll call them consumer devices, have really become a big influence on engineers. And in, in fact, we did a survey just earlier uh, this year, I think it was actually in August, and we found that about 90% of engineers who were surveyed use some form of like a smart touchscreen device. And that influence on them is kind of kind of coming our way uh, where they would like to have that same kind of smart technology on their instruments because they're so used to it, and it makes that instrument so much easier to use. Uh, well, um, your, your 24, what, 2450, 2460, they have touch interfaces, right? 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, the 2450 was, was uh, released last year. You and I got together and talked about that. And we just right. released our new 24, yeah, we just released our new 2460 high current version that can go up to 7 amps DC, 7 amps pulse, and actually source up to 100 watts and be able to up to 100 watts to really address, you know, the needs of these new high-powered applications that are being worked on out in the field. Well, I mean, and, and let's, let's uh, not even go as far as to say portable devices. Now that it's, con- it's considered common for a point-to-load converter to have 5 to 7 amps on it, where oh, before absolutely. to have that much power at the board level would be considered ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I mean, things have really changed. I mean, you know, you've got people that are designing, you know, individual components, but then you have some engineers who actually are designing you know, modules like DC to DC converters. And, you know, sometimes these things do get upwards as high as uh, five to seven amps that they have to work with. And that's where our new 2460 is really going to be a great solution to them, let alone having this new touchscreen user interface that's going to make their jobs easier so they can get their product to market much faster. Right, right. So now, um, tell us a little bit more about your latest devices for that. Are you talking about with the, the 2460? Right. Well, um, how, how, how well have they been received in the marketplace right now? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, with respect to the 2450, and certainly now with the 2460, uh, in August, we ran a survey after the product, the 2450, was out for about a year. We really wanted to get feedback from some of your listeners as to, you know, how, how well did this new user interface we created meet their needs? I mean, we asked them things like about, did it reduce their learning curve? You know, did it actually enable a faster test setup? Uh, did it get their results faster, and did it improve their productivity? And i got to tell you something, Alex. We were so surprised at the results that we got. I mean, about 86% of the comments told us that, it, indeed, this new user interface approach we created uh, really did reduce their, their learning curve. Uh, 75% told us that, yeah, it enabled faster test setup. Um, a very high number also said they got their test results faster because we got built Thing. And, you know, like a smart technology, it's got pinch and zoom on there, so you can quickly look at very specific points on an IV curve right on the instrument. And I think most importantly, and I think this goes to a lot of test engineers and researchers and designers, the product really did improve productivity. You know, 85% of the respondents said that absolutely this product, this instrument improved their productivity. So we really think uh, we, we listened to what the customers were telling us, and we provided them the solution, and I think the results for themselves. Well, I agree. I think that uh, it, it – and I've, as you point out, we've uh, you know, chatted over the device. I've had a chance to play with some of these uh, things. And the other aspect is I think it reaches back to what we were saying about um, making it easier for both the engineer and the non-engineer because even engineers, they may know everything that's needed to be done about it, but having a nice little touchscreen interface to help the setup uh, can go a long way to shortening that uh, design time. You know, just setting up things takes a lot lately. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the whole idea is we want – uh, your listeners and users of these touchscreen instruments to be able to configure the instrument quickly and get the results quickly. It makes them more pro- uh, productive, but more importantly, they're not sitting there having to learn how to use this instrument. And the cool thing about 
um, you know, the 2450 and now the 2460 is they both use the same user interface. So if any of your listeners uh, already own 2450 and they wanted to get a 2460, it's the same user interface. They don't have to learn a whole new instrument. They can go from one to the other, and that's the beauty of the whole thing. Well, and that, exactly, learning curves. People, too many people are trying to reinvent the wheel in a lot of cases. They come out with Model B, and they have to throw some extra stuff on it almost to set it apart, whereas in reality, you just make a better device and migrate the interface and make it easier for the person to pick up that next generation tool and move forward with it. Exactly. And, and the best part about all of this is when we looked at some of the demographics of this, uh, the feedback we got, we found that even uh, users of instruments for over 20 years absolutely loved this, this new user interface. They were able to quickly uh, change over from what they were using previously to this touchscreen approach, and it really did help them out. So, you know, I, I would say that, you know, experienced uh, test engineers, experienced, you know, engineers who've had more than 20 years of experience with test equipment to even you know the brand new graduates coming out of college absolutely enjoy using this new approach to usability with this test instrumentation very nice very nice so John what I always uh, do with my guests is I give them the opportunity to have the last word in my show and in this case, you could talk a little bit more about uh, your products or Keith Lee's market approach or the market itself or just a tip for the audience or something we missed earlier, but basically the floor is yours. No, oh, very good. Well, I think we covered a lot here in, in this discussion. You know, Keith Lee is really trying to address uh, your listeners' needs. You know, we, we listen to, you know, their concerns about how they really want to use instrumentation. And by coming up with this new user interface approach where, you know, when you think, of, when I think of the touchscreen user interface, I think of it as a software definable interface. And, you know, we're going to continue to invest mm -hmm. in this approach, which means uh, we're going to be continuously adding new capabilities to these products over the life of the product. So, you know, when one of your, your listeners purchases one of these products from us, uh, we're going to always have new updates that will be available on Keithley's website uh, that will make this product even better and better. And the best part about it is, is we want to uh, get feedback from your listeners with some of their ideas and how to make it better. And in many cases, we take seriously, and we will definitely put their their requests into the new product. And that's the beauty of a software-definable touchscreen user interface. You know, and certainly we're also addressing, you know, these, these uh, emerging demands and, and trends, for example, with high current, high power. So, you know, we're always staying on top of what the, the trends are, and we're going to make sure that we provide solutions to your listeners that meet their measurement needs. Oh, and that's that's really great, John, because uh, as we had said earlier in the discussion, test is scrambling as hard and fast as it can to keep up with all of the developments in the industry because you can't build it unless you can test it, and everybody seems to forget that. So I'm really glad that uh, Keithley and uh, others are really working hard to make the tools that much easier to use and make it that much accessible because, uh, well, yeah, we we're do, all we making up the world. We appreciate yeah. that. Absolutely. But, we certainly do appreciate that. There you go. So, hey, thank you so much, John. We'll drag you back downstream the next time you come out with something amazing. But for now, I'll Absolutely. have to let you go. 
Okay, and looking forward to talking to you again, Alex. Oh, the pleasure is mine, and I'm looking forward to it myself. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Don Powell. Have a great day.